Welcome to One Sharp Sword, cutting through to what matters most with your host, Dr. P, Dr. Wayne Purnell, the breakthrough success coach and your powerful presence mentor. Welcome to One Sharp Sword, cutting through to what matters most. I'm your host, Dr. P, Dr. Wayne Purnell, the exponential success coach. Today, I have with me somebody that I've... uh, We both laughed when I told him this. Um, I've been waiting to to have him on my show. It's it's kind of exciting. I'm looking forward to talking about the climb in entrepreneurship, the climb in, in... serial entrepreneurship and um, what it takes to do that. How do you start? All those happy things. Uh, Tyler Horsley is joining me today and uh, he used to be, used to be a fed, but don't say anything. No, uh, (laughs) Tyler, tell us, uh, just welcome. First of all, welcome Tyler Horsley. Yeah. Happy to be here. Thank you. Looking forward to it. Okay. So, um, from federal officer to military contracting to um now like you're into not just one thing but like you're doing a handful of things um talk about what you're doing now and then what i want to do is i want to i want to wind back the clock and find out how you got here because you didn't wake up one morning and go i'm gonna run about six businesses right (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so yeah. and and your whiteboard behind you is completely like it's much cleaner than I would expect for somebody oh, who has so much going on. So I just cleaned it. I kid you not, like maybe a day ago. So okay, my best. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> awesome. And, and I've been in pajamas th- for three days. So no, I'm just kidding. Awesome. But so um, you do a you do a thing <laughs> that's awesome. I've been, I'm still in them, but I threw on I, a shirt. That's awesome. Right? Yeah, uh, you do <laughs> nuclear networking among other things, like um, but I and and you invest in companies, you invest in funds, you, right. I mean, you do a ton of things, and so I, you know, a bio says so much. What I like to do is to sort of stumble through that and and deliver that to my guest, who is you today, and to have you just say, yeah, this is what I'm up to. And um, how'd you get here? Like, what's your story? Yeah, happy to start. So yeah, definitely the transition from being a Fed to an entrepreneur isn't natural, perhaps. (laughs) It didn't feel natural. So uh, just what's underneath that, I actually followed my dad's footsteps. So he was in law enforcement when I was growing up. He worked for DHS. And I thought it would be cool to do the same. And so I did. And it wasn't as cool as I had anticipated. And not necessarily, I I really liked the value of what we were doing. I've always had um, kind of a heart for helping people, whether growing business, protecting, uh, et cetera. And so I was kind of able to use innate investigative skills. I've always been mischievous since I was a kid too, which I don't think people talk enough about in these investigation sitcoms and all these things. It's like, it takes a good criminal to be a good cop. It doesn't mean you need to act on it. But if you know the way that those minds work, that you, you can do a lot more effective work versus being an ignorant, you know, person than behind a pulpit type of a thing. So Somebody who's by the book and this is what the theory says versus I could figure this out. I could find a way around this. So sure. yeah, yeah. It's like certainly operating by the book, but um, yeah, just thinking outside the box. It's like, man, if I was, if I was this person, what would I do? Well, I'd probably do this instead. And maybe that's what they did. And so just finding those things that kind of naturally translated over into nuclear, because I'm able to investigate businesses, how they work, what makes them tick, you know, and and essentially from a behavior detection standpoint, what makes the human mind work? And like, so I, I like to put humans into archetypes. So like even you and I chatting, it's like, oh, you remind me of these seven people that I know in life. And that continues to refine and and then it builds familiarity, and then I can more quickly connect with people. So, but yeah, you, moving back, you basically build profiles. That's a, yeah, it's exactly right. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So this person is this kind of person. That's, That's right. right. Or right. So it's like so this person 
if they're like the other people in this category, they're likely to behave in a certain way under these conditions. That's right. Yeah. And it's more, it's a smaller data set and pool than you might think. Because I think the initial person, I'm a wildly unique person and no one else is like me. It's like, statistically, there's a lot of people like you and even like people who look like you even. <laughs> so it's there's, there's like 20, 23 different types or something, right? Is sure. that, yeah. There's, there's not as many as you might think. And, and there's always variations. You never want to lead uh, and, and act based on a, uh, an assumption of a profile that you think somebody, not at all. There are, there are differentiators, right? But it, I think that it helps create um, a benchmark to work from, which tends to statistically get you closer than if they were a complete stranger and you didn't start at all with any benchmarks. But yeah, so moved from federal law enforcement to this space. And I actually was forced in a way. Uh, I chose to exit because the military contracting space that I worked in got really weird really quick. Mm. And I thought it would be a good time for a career change, not out of fear, but just out of lifestyle preference. And I prefer and would like to have close family and friends and have kids of my own and live a fun life versus living under those uh, circumstances. So I'll just leave it at that. And uh, great. Yeah. That's, that's enough said. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So when you say, so yeah, I did, I did a career move and I moved to this space. Talk about the space right. you're in. Talk about what you've, what you've built for yourself. So nuclear networking was the first endeavor uh, that I put a lot of my life and soul into I'm still here. <laughs> so nuclear networking is a business growth agency. So what that means is and this certainly wasn't what we were, but it is what we are now. And so I could talk about that path in a moment. But what we are now is we help people answer simple questions in business that a lot of us don't prepare to answer, which means if you had everything that you wanted, say, for example, if you're trying to sell something and I could put you in front of 500,000 people that want to buy from you. If I lined you up against five other competitors and said, you have 10 seconds, tell me why I should work with you instead of these guys. What are you going to say? Most people can't answer that well. Most people respond with common, we're rated great on the Better Business Bureau. We've been in business for 15 years mm. with integrity. It's like, okay, everyone else just said the same thing. I'm still confused. <laughs> you know, yeah, so I, I used to I used to work with various businesses and ask about their USP, right? What's your unique yeah. selling pro proposition? And and then these were in the days um prior to the internet so mm -hmm. i'd have them go to the yellow pages yeah and i would say look up a plumber look up any plumber and you tell me somewhere where it says dishonest and no integrity it's like honest and and full of integrity plumber it's like right well, of course like that's in every single ad so what makes you unique and i think it's a i think it's a great question and i think you're right most people can't answer that um yeah so I, i'm curious at some point I, I i think there's more to say about what you're doing now and then i'd love for you to answer kind of like how do you get people to think that way sure yeah happy happy to do so so i'll, I'll save some of that the other piece that i think about too that nuclear offers is not only who you are to the core and how you can succinctly deliver that to prospects, but what are you willing to offer in terms of value that no one else is? So in this world of mobile device usage, we call them scroll stoppers. Mm -hmm. What's going to make people stop the zombie-like scrolling through every new meme and picture of their dog, et cetera, and actually look at your ad and, and to the extent that they're like, no one else would do this. I'd feel foolish if I did not take advantage of this offer. Why would I not work with this company? Those are the types of objective-driven campaigns that we formulate. So I'll, I'll pause there and then we'll get into how the sausage is made later. But that's the function of nuclear networking. We grow bottom-line revenue for organizations. So, yeah. That's a, I mean, uh, you say it so kind of, it's almost matter of fact for you. This is what we do. Of course we do that. Um, and I love that. It's really calm. It's not like, 
will grow your revenue. Like it's, it's none of that. It's like, this is what we do. We know how to do it. Yeah. What we do. Um, you grow the bottom line revenue. Um, and you do that by gaining customers. You gain the, you gain eyeballs on the business. What size businesses do you work with? So yeah, definitely. Yeah. Sorry. I'm smiling just because there, there's a lot of one, one thing I want listeners to hear too, is it's not a one size fits all primarily around the deliverable set. Most people think, well, if I want more customers, I must need SEO or paid ads or some sort of traffic. It's like, maybe, maybe you do, or maybe your sales process is broken. You're not leveraging automation. No one answers your phone when you do have leads. Maybe there's a different problem to fix too. Maybe we should address all of it. And so we actually look at everything from A to Z to better understand if I give you what you think you need and I drive 40,000 new people to your site every day, does that actually fix your problem? Mm. And so I I call that holes in the bucket. There you go. Yeah. So it's like, if you, if you're, if you're pulling up a bucket of water or whatever, are you able to hold on to it? Or do you have holes in the bucket? That's so right. If you got everything you said you wanted, would you be able to hold on to it, Nailed and, it. and make use of it? Yeah. And most companies operate just in the lead gen world. And by the way, you're, you're looking at one. I love generating leads. I do it well. Like this is what I do. But if your offer is terrible, just being real, yeah. like what is your offer? Free consultation. That's okay. That's not a terrible offer. But what you're actually telling me is you're offering to sell me what you do for free. So it's like, is it, if I want to be sold, I'll sign up here. And, and we have different aspects of those calls to action and more. So again, I'm not throwing anybody under the bus, but if you're offer, if you're a company that sells, um, I'm going to be really ridiculous. So I don't want to offend anybody. How to buy pens online. Now, I'm not talking nice pens. I'm talking like this pen with a broken thing on the end, how to buy a regular pen. You're not, it doesn't matter if you hire every marketing company in the world you're likely not going to, to do well in terms of return on an investment because there's no USP. There's no core differentiator. You are like everyone else. I could go to Amazon and buy 4,000 right now. I don't, I don't actually need your service. So I'm saying all that to say this, I can easily communicate, hey, we're here to grow bottom line revenue. That has to happen. But it does involve um, a client who has something of value that they can give back to their prospects. If you don't have clear value, it's really hard to put lipstick on a pig. I know I'm sound like a jerk right now, but it's like, it awesome. did. So it's like those conversations are what we have early. We've hit, we've hit brick walls with friends sometimes too. Sorry, we, we couldn't help you here, here, and here. We fixed that. We have those conversations early instead of maybe we could find a different way to position how to do something they can learn for free online. How are we going to do this? Oh my gosh. Right. So Looking at that holistically is super important. And, you know, 95% plus of business owners, when you look at that holistically, instead of just run traffic, which is what they're used to buying, back to your bucket metaphor, most of those people just try to fill the bucket faster than it leaks. Yeah. Like, it's true. Wow, that's expensive, man. Like, what if you just patch the bucket first and then we fill it? <laughs> that's the goal. That's yeah. absolutely the goal. Um, you know, when I was when I was doing consulting with businesses, that's exactly yeah. it's like, let's look at the bucket first and then we'll look at the marketing. Nailed it. Nailed um it. so this is great. The uh because there's still like even if you even if you were selling pens with a broken clip or whatever, right? There's still a market for that. And that could be um, just, I want to, I want to call out the acronym one more time. I, I said it, you said it, USP is unique selling proposition uh, or position. And, and it's what makes you different. So what's your USP? And, and I think each of us as individuals, when we go to whatever business or work we do, we as people have a USP. Right. So, Right. So think about what is what is your unique offer to the world as a human? And then think about the product you're you're offering or the service you're offering. What makes it what makes it different? Now, do you help Tyler? Do you help uh people with kind of bland things that they're <laughs> bland or you know, I've got a pen with a broken clip and uh I'm selling thousands of them. 
Do you right. help people with that problem actually find a USP or do you just say, mm, you know, there's too many out there? <laughs> we no, we do. We do. Um, and here's the cool part. Maybe your USP is flat and maybe you never find a way to, to better position that pen with a broken clip. So the next positioning we look at is who are you selling to and why do they care? What if you decided to only sell pens and your new proposition was at 30% of the market rate to 501c3s, nonprofits, and impact companies. And that's all you did. Because now your story changes. You're still selling a pen, but the reason you're selling it is different. You're selling pens for impact. And now all of a sudden you can line all these individuals up. You can go out and give away free pens. Maybe it says their name on it. And I know we're really going into the metaphor like dark hole. And great, but like it, it maybe your product isn't special, and that's okay. Like maybe it's um, maybe everybody's selling plumbing, but but if you only did plumbing for universities and and you killed it at higher ed, and you do these things because you take extra care and you put booties on and you wear the actual clothes of the university when you're in there. So I mean, you think about all these separate ways that you can position what you do. That's why you have all these companies coming out of the woodworks like Voodoo Donuts. They're selling donuts. What do they do different? Well, they put cereal on top of it. They made them like 5,000 extra calories, but like there's Hertz Donuts. There's a lot of these different... Well, donuts have been around for a long time. How could you possibly do donuts different? Well, they're marketing them different. They're positioning. They come in bright pink boxes. Everyone knows it's Voodoo and it's kind of fun. and, And like there's always really creative ways to find... Uh, we we run what's called an offer generation workshop. So we do two to four hour workshop. It sounds lengthy. We have AI record the entire thing. It's that same bot, by the way, before you and I started chatting. <laughs> and, it, and it calculates intent, happy, angry, uh, unsure. And basically we can take the entire speaker only responses because most founders will speak with more passion about their brand and what they're selling and the why. And you'll never see it on their website because they didn't build it. So they paid someone else, they outsourced their voice. So it's like, can we pull those things out? And during that workshop, we also learn about anything they're willing to tell us. What is your margin? What are you willing to pay to get a new customer in your cycle that'll buy from you for the next 10 years? Is it $150? We might only spend 20 getting them to your website, but what if instead we drove them to your website, we drove them to one specific offer where you gave away $100 in value your service to actually capture them long-term. So repositioning is key. We offer all of this support in our workshops and we do that before we spend a dime on marketing. You're talking about a couple of key concepts that I want to call out. Um, This is, this by the way, is how I do most of my podcasts. Like you'll say something brilliant and then I'm like, whoa, time out. Let me just call attention to what you said. Um, There are two really key pieces. One is don't be afraid to niche down. Don't be afraid, right? right? Don't be afraid to be that person who does that one thing, because there are a lot of people that want that one thing rather than trying to sell to everybody. So, um, you know, it goes to how people network. You know, you go into a room and you try and meet everybody, or you go into a room and you try and meet the one person that could match your niche, right? So there's that. Yeah, there's, I think that reflects just, this is just my own journey. I'm not representing the listeners, obviously, but for me, that reflects a level of maturity because maturity in business, when you're first starting, you're very hungry, you're ambitious, but there's also anxiety and you're just wanting to get sales. And so you try to meet everybody in the room and it comes off super fake and people know it. Yeah. And uh, me personally, I know it's kind of weird. I, I welcome meeting entrepreneurs, by the way. But if if somebody meets me with an anxiety, I literally read people. That's what I like doing. And if it's like, hey, how are you? And I'm like, oh my gosh, they are super desperate for a sale. This is not going to be a genuine relationship. I'm not going to get value out of this interaction. I need to create distance politely and move on. Uh, like really, like that's what goes through my head. And I'm 36 years old. I can't imagine what goes through seasoned business professionals and more. Now they should be seeking mentorship, 100%. 
It's like the best thing I've ever done in my life. But you can't ask your mentors for money uh, and you can't treat them like prospects. Like that relationship has to be sacred. Right. Very true. Yeah. So that's just my experience on. No, I think that's great. You called it maturity. I would call it um, uh, confidence, basically. And, sure. and I think they go hand in hand. That, yeah. you know, when you're when you're brand new and you're trying to you're trying to get that one deal, everything looks like um, it, it actually comes from a lack space, a space of what you don't have and what you need versus I'm going to find like this place of confidence and belief and faith in yourself. I'm going to find the right customer or customers. They may or may not be here. It's my job to find out. And, and if someone starts there in a conversation with you, it's going to be very different than, hi, can I get you to buy for me? Hi, can you, how about now? How about now? How about now? So right. um, that, that's really, that's key. The other thing you mentioned, by the way, I said there were two things. One was niche and the other is passion. Um, and don't confuse like really wanting to sell your thing because again, that's lack and it shows up as uh disingenuous actually um don't confuse that for passion passion is like what do you care about and that sells that really sells if you are it's like if you come to me and say i'm passionate about this and this and this i may tell you that's awesome that's not the right thing for me but i know who it's right for right that's right yeah you nailed it and i mean it builds trust immediately. Like think about any type of transaction, even if you were ready to buy something, if I'm going to look for a car and I want a specific type, I want the expert in that type who's sold out or a specific type of music, somebody who's just fully sold out and they love this exact type of genre that I do that I'm going to take that person a lot more seriously. And to your point, be willing to help them. If I'm not the right person for that band, I'm like, man, you're in folk music. That's not me, but like, oh my gosh, I know like three of your biggest fans already. You need to meet these three people. Now it's conversational, relational. There's a rule of reciprocity. I can help you meet somebody you should meet versus just, I would never introduce the guy who's super anxious to sell everything to everybody. Like, oh man, I'm going to, I'm actually going to save my friends, help them dodge a bullet. Exactly. <laughs> you know? So yeah. the, the, uh, you know, I have a, code word for people like that in social settings and that's like um vampiric they're like yeah. a vampire right? right they've come to suck your energy and um and probably you won't feel good about it and in the end they don't either but they don't know why yep. so um you know that it it really goes back to something that most people don't understand until they're in the situation which is come with something you're passionate about, but also willing to share and give. Yeah, that's right. Nailed it. Yeah. yeah, providing value right out of the gate. Like if you can do that, if you can take your anxiety and turn it into how can I provide the most value for free without expectation to people I might have in my network. If you do that, and obviously that's not a business model long-term, that is one of the things actually, even in our workshop that we, we might navigate some prospects through what can we give away in terms of free value that no one else is doing in your, in your space, some sort of an offer that someone would feel foolish saying no to. Right. Yeah. That gets you to the, I mean, we haven't talked about this, but the, the concept of, uh, are you known, liked and trusted to, you know, right. So providing free value gets you, gets people to know you it gets people to like you and it gets people to trust you if your stuff is good and it's and it's different the other like i like to interject a caution here um i've seen this happen all too often it often happens with coaches i've seen it around me um where people uh because i'm in the coaching space so i see it like i can fix you i can help you yeah. And it's like, don't start with how you don't even know the person and they don't know you. How do you know that you could actually help them? You know nothing about them. Right. Um, yeah, but I've read about them or I've seen them. I've, I've, I, I, I got a vibe. It's like not good enough. You know, yeah. don't try and fix somebody until you have been invited in. Like, <laughs> yeah, start with listening. Right. So that's uh, something that I, 
I used to be that way. And especially with like uh, admiration or hobby around like profiling people and doing this, I really, you know, you really start to trust that. And it's like, shut up, Tyler. Don't, <laughs> don't do that. Like, just listen, you know, and if they ask for your opinion or something like that, then you can certainly give it like an EO, we call it gestalt. You can always share life through experience. Um, but you don't want to should all over people. You should do this. You should do that. And, uh, yeah, it's a lesson learned for sure. Very good. That's, uh, well, you're singing my song. That's the, um, that actually comes from Fritz Perls back in the 1960s. Uh, it is Gestalt. And uh, he he was one of the first to talk about shoulds. Perls, P-E-R-L-S. You're looking it up. I'm going to plug me for a second. It's in my first book. There you go. Uh, <laughs> choosing your power. That's great. That's really great. You are listening to One Sharp Sword, cutting through to what matters most with your host, Dr. Wayne Purnell. You know you are bigger than the life you are leading. It really is time to attend to that thing you've wanted to do or have, but you've been putting off. It's time to step into that dream you've parked for someday. It's time to claim true well-being, both personally and professionally, without giving up the success that got you here. It's time to check out Dr. Purnell's signature small group retreat, the Exponential Success Summit. Explore ExponentialSuccessSummit.com. Seats are extremely limited as this is a very special small group event. www.exponentialsuccesssummit.com. All right. So how do you find your clientele? I mean, obviously you're getting better known the more podcasts you do. And even I'm sitting here going, huh, I know I could get my, you know, like my biz needs some fine tuning. Um, Pretty much everybody could use fine tuning. How do you find your clientele? How do, how do you know that it's the right person to work with? How do they know that you're the right person? Right. What's that process like? So I think different. So as an organization, I mean, we have an entire, you know, we have a sales department, we have education department. So, and what I would say is different, different sales capable individuals leverage different channels and different styling preferences. So as an example, some people might just run paid ads. If you need marketing, you know, if you're looking to grow your business, this, that, and the other, we would do demographically or psychographically targeted paid ads to a specific niche, not just shotgunning it into the world, but like, are you a franchise you know, either a franchise looking to offer um, high-level marketing services rolled up into a white label deliverable for all your franchisees, or are you a plumber or whatever, you know, what have you. And starting with research initially, what are their pain points and what are their goals? Because back to the assumption and being the guy in the room, I can fix your problems. It's like too many marketing companies do that. You go talk to them and they're like, oh, here's SEO. You must need this. This works for everyone. It's like, no, it doesn't actually. It's not the right thing for everybody. Like it, you need a customized approach. And so if you're so, going to spend. So, so you yeah. quoted pearls without knowing him. Do you know uh, you're talking Maslow now, which is if the only tool you have is a hammer, you will treat everything as a, as a nail. Yeah. 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 That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's exactly the, the concept there. And I'll just tell you selfishly from our side, if we're going to do that much research and learn how to solve a grave need in an industry, I want to help like 500 of those same people instead of resolve over and over. Cause that's one of the downfalls. If there's any agency owners listening to this niche down, do it, just do it because we've been, you know, I, I might've grown 2,200 companies so far. That's a lot of brain damage. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. The cool part is we have hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of data and 15 plus years of X, Y, and Z that we can apply. But when, when I meet individuals now instead of starting with here's a free competitor deconstructor here's a free you know seo report on fear 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 things you don't understand because that's kind of what people hear uh terminology you've never used before once before this call that's a weird way to meet people what i'd like to do is like 
where are your biggest problems and what are your biggest goals? And, and start with that. And we do a discovery. We offer free marketing strategy really for anyone. Um, hello at nuclearnetworking.com, by the way. So it's like, okay, we'll get to know you for free. Learn about who you are. Ask really important questions around pain and solutions and goals. And then we can put together, does this fit or does this not? And instead of just saying, here's a custom uh, deliverable for you that might work to help you meet your needs. We can also show you, and here's 15 other people last month that are in the same boat you are, and this is just skyrocketing and working. So most marketing requires A-B testing, which means because you cannot force humans to physically buy something from you, you can't do it, we can't do it, neither can a billboard. Testing is necessary. <laughs> like, what is the phrasing, uh, call to action, offer, and more that is most you know, most inclines people to actually convert. So that's typically how we start relationships and meet individuals. We do a lot more uh, thinking. We want to be your strategic partner. We need to make sure that it's actually going to work and you know the why and we know the why before we even engage. And so it's more relational. I love that. I I love your approach. It's, um, it, it is understated. It is, right? It's just you talking about what you do and you do it. And it's just like, just what we do. And it's not like, it's, there's nothing that's pushy about that. And there's nothing that's really ego-based about that. Because if it's a fact that you do it well, it's a fact that you do it well. So I'm pointing this out for a couple of reasons. One, you, Tyler, do nuclear networking very well. Two, for the audience, as you're listening to this or watching this, recognize how Tyler's holding himself, recognize that, that, uh, like profile Tyler for a second, take a look at who he is and how he, how, right. How you present is so different than people who have something to sell and, and want to make sure it gets out there. It's like, there's a quiet confidence that comes through and that's like, that's so much more inviting. Yeah. Well, thank, thanks for the feedback. You know, and and uh, it's interesting because I've heard even in the last couple of weeks, like, man, you're great at sales. It's like, I'm not selling you. <laughs> like, it's well, just- that's the point that that <laughs> it took me a really long time to learn yeah. that, and it takes most people a really long time to learn that. You don't sell somebody. You open the door and you do a needs assessment, and if what you have uh, fits that need awesome then you've got then you've got the solution but you don't have to poke their pain or create pain or like it's the pain's already there they know it you're going to help uncover it and if your solution fits that's great if not there's somebody else out there and then so there's someone else for you Mm -hmm. yeah that's that's (laughs) you're not desperate which is awesome i love that yeah and it's um I, I have a soft spot for people like I look like we're, we're talking on the other side of the fence here where I've done these things and grown these companies and, and it's easy to carry with more confidence once you have experience. But I, man, I was like dirt poor, you know what I mean? When I was starting this company, working out of a basement, it wasn't instant success. It was a lot of pain. And that's why like the mentorship and coaching piece, uh, reading from qualified author, authors like yourself like if you can avoid stumbling blocks, you will either learn from advice or experience and experience is expensive and painful mostly. So it's learn as much as you can from people much greater than you kill your ego. It's not going to serve you. They can't understand anything greater than itself. We see that globally right now, especially in politics. So it's like too true. Learn from people you disagree with and, and try to find opposing viewpoints that either support or attack your belief system. Try, because if you have holes in your system, the way that you're operating your company and somebody offers um, evidence that that goes against it, like, listen, that's free consulting, man. Especially like giving your services away for free. Maybe they come back and say, hey, thanks for the freebie, but this is terrible. Why? Like, tell me, you should always be seeking to get better. And in order to do that, you have to be you have to be okay with hearing news you don't like. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm a, I'm a fan of curiosity. Yeah. And um, I invite people, I did a TEDx and uh, I've done a couple of TEDx's. The, the one that I did 
that's got a couple million views on it invites people to make one assumption. And that assumption is that you don't know everything that you're missing. You're actually assume that you're actually missing something mm -hmm. about the context, about the other person, or even about yourself, the way you're reacting. And I think it's, it's really important, especially in sales or in offering a product or service. That's like, what am I missing about the other person right now? Like, how do I get out of judgment about who they are? Cause mm, there's something about them. I'm not seeing. Yeah. And that's where it becomes relational. I love that. I love that you, um, what you haven't said, Tyler, is that the opposite of relational is transactional. And that, yeah. right? And that um, it's so important to stay in the relational versus the transactional. Yeah. It's, um, if that doesn't come natural and I'm speaking to my old self, and, and not with malintent, I don't think anybody goes into a room trying to sell something. It's like, man, I don't care about any of these people. I just want their money. <laughs> it's not nobody, you know, a lot of people probably don't operate on that, but if you need, you know, uh, maybe just like a golden rule, quote unquote. And if you do fit that profile, uh, ripping off Jordan Peterson, totally, but assume that the person you're listening to might know something you don't. Very and good. That's the only assumption that you go into that conversation with defenses down and more you're eager to listen to them and uh and, and take away learning from that and you can and you can speak on this far more than i can just with your background and your knowledge base uh but it's like man i've learned more from people mentorship uh even competitors than i ever learned in school ever um and it, it's wild like i love just meeting people and listening the amount of education if you can you know if it sticks it's like it's it's better than an mba <laughs> in some cases yeah <laughs> it's interesting uh too to hear you speak and and it's like you've gotten a lot of experience in a short amount of time you're in your mid 30s and you're like you know um oh well you know this is uh, it, it wasn't always this way it's like of course it wasn't always this way right we all start somewhere and and I think that's the other piece is give yourself some grace, right? right. This, that it's give like grace, and I, I won't go into it just for the sake of our time here. But people need to know. I'm, you know, me, others that you you have as guests as well. I'm not a, a Zen man who just has it figured out. Uh, things we haven't talked about. I went through two years of major medical issues, almost died, had to forfeit my career. Um, couldn't think straight, had panic attacks all the time, like humbling experiences created this. <laughs> it's not just I'm Zen and I figured everything out. Like I got smashed to the pavement. You know what I mean? So yeah. a consolidation of these things, I was very gung ho, go, go, go all the time. And, and having health taken from you, if that's what's necessary for you to wake up and learn the lesson. And I hope it's not, and I'm not tying that to any type of if this, then that sequence. But for me, I wouldn't be who I am if I didn't go through that. And I wouldn't change it. Two years, man. That's not like I was sick for a month or, right. or I had this disease or through the pandemic. Like you're out of commission for two years, no income. Figure that out. And, and also you can't use your brain and you're going to have panic attacks every day. Like that's a nightmare. So that for me grew me exponentially. And I, I do feel it's like, how did I, how did I have I gone through two or three careers and sold five companies at 36? That's weird. I don't see a lot of people in my age doing that. And that doesn't mean I'm better or worse off, but I, I have gone through maybe like 40 years of pain. That's what it felt like. So yeah. maybe that is a good teacher as well. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's interesting because a lot of uh, the mentors I've had are, are, you know, they talk about fail and, you know, go out and fail, fail fast. And it's like, that's, I think that's sort of not the best advice. It's like, go out and do. <laughs> and right. along the way, there will be failures. Learn from those failures. Right. You know, and it's sort of like, you don't have to get sick. You don't have to have panic attacks. Right. You could be well and healthy and driven and still choose to learn, right? But it's like, but it's mindset, right? Because it's if you don't have all that mindset, 
then then you might have to go through the pain. Don't do what I did. (laughs) Well, really, it's, you know, snap out of lack. Because for you, the the illness brought you to the very baseline bottom of, I got nothing, now what? And it's like, and and that was kind of your trigger for resourcefulness. Yeah. Kicks me into a survival mentality, which was unique. I think different things motivate different people, but you nailed it. It it was like, wow, I need to do things different because this can't happen again. You know what I mean? I think if we start, like if, if our audiences, if every single person that's listening or watching this says right now, right now, this is my baseline. If right now is my baseline and I choose not to operate in this way, I choose to, I choose to be better because if this is my baseline, I know there's more. And it's, it's like, okay, then believe there's more. What will you do differently to get that more? That's, that's really key. And that is, that's like, you don't have to be sick. You don't have to hit bottom. Like, right. because otherwise you're going to be proving to yourself, well, how far did I go far enough down? Was that far enough of a bottom? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I have to fail more, you know, bigger. It's like, right. you know, right now, right now, make that choice. Right. So yep. It's good wisdom. If, if Thank they, you. Right? <laughs> um, all right. So what would you say to people that are just starting out and going, okay, I, you know, based on what I just said, like the right now place, um, what's your response to that? In like, how would you build on that? What would people, what's the next best move that anybody can do in terms of like, taking inventory or making a, what's their next action step? I think so back to Gestalt and maybe this only speaks to a specific audience, but it will be niche wisdom. (laughs) I love niche stuff because it's funny. Here's the thing. The more unique, the more universal. It's really true. So right. In terms of theory, in terms of thought, in terms of what you're selling, maybe not so much, but in terms of, niche wisdom it actually goes far yeah i um i want to speak to the people who are not naturally motivated because naturally motivated people will learn by trial and error more quickly and they seek wisdom they're listening to this podcast right now so i guess some might be naturally motivated but it's like if you're if you're not going to burn through books and you're not going to find the 12 steps to do better and you're not going to try to do x y and z or you're going to go sell a whole room and nobody wants to hang out with you anymore because you're you're learning the hard way that you're too anxious or whatever your conundrum is i know personally uh specific people who have mega potential big time potential they're not running businesses right now and in fact they're barely able to pay their bills because of chemical addiction because of choosing not to do something differently. And the thing that's that's really unfortunate about that world is you meet the smartest people in the world, which by the way, and I'm just use this term, it's not spiritual or anything, but like some people have demons. They really do. Like if you have, if you're on the Machiavellius, Machiavellism scale or sociopathic tendencies or what have you, which by the way, the higher up the food chain you get in corporate world, more likely to meet those people. Um, because they are, they have a wild capacity for success because they can learn and map and go and grow. But at the same point in time, some people, um, with manic tendencies who could be really good in specific environments, don't know how to manage those. So they hear like 28 conversations simultaneously in the same room as everyone else. And again, I told you this would be a niche message, but they're like, they're overwhelmed, uh, which leads to no action which leads to sedation. And then once you sedate yourself through whatever that is for you, um, some of those actually have this spiral effect to where they lose a grip on reality of what's true and what's not. And it doesn't need to be full hallucination, but it could be like, that's not me. I don't think I could ever do that. It's like, geez, who's telling you that you could be better than you are now? Maybe you don't have anyone in your life, but for the people that I know, I've told them, other people have told them, um, I'm, I'm certainly, I don't operate on ego, but I'm also 
I've done it. So like if somebody with experience who've, who's, who's done it as telling you, you could do a lot better, listen for where they're telling you, ask them, what have you told me that I'm not hearing? And what barriers are in my life that I should work on removing that I can't see? Because if you think that you can be successful or if other people told you you can and you're not, if you would have figured it out or if you had the capacity to do so, you would have done it already. So there might be things that you can't see in your life. So my challenge for people is go talk to people you trust, whether they're successful or people that care for your well-being and ask them, what have you told me that I haven't heard and what barriers are in my life that I should work on removing that I can't see? And that's where I would start before coming up with the next business idea and all this, that, and the other. Because if you don't fix that route and you don't, you don't look at the things that you can't see right now, it's going to cascade and domino effect everything else you try. So I don't know how to get them to trust me on that. And I don't know if you'll trust the people that you ask, but you should, you should yeah. at least consider it. So, yeah. So recognize, I think part of the message to reframe it a little bit is everyone has blind spots. And you can't see what you can't see. And that's why getting feedback from somebody else is really important. And so, you know, what Tyler's saying is um, ask people, like, (laughs) be brave enough. That's how you're going to learn, right? You step in and you ask. So I think that's awesome. I think that's really good. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's specific, but it's, it's needed. I think there's a lot of people out there with a lot more potential and um, they just don't ask those questions and, and they don't want to hear the answer maybe. So, yeah. Um, It's, it's well said. I think, you know, that's the, I think you said a lot of people, I think a hundred percent of people actually could be doing better. hundred percent of people have blind spots. Um, We all have stories that we've taken with us that have been limiting Uh, you know, it's like, well, you don't need that. Well, why would you ask for that? And so a lot of, a lot of the, um, what would be seen as immature behavior in networking comes from, uh, (laughs) it comes from approval seeking like me, like me, like me, like me. You nailed it. Am I enough? Right. That's a whole nother. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a it's multiple podcasts. Um, that's awesome. What uh, just looking at our time here? What wh- were you hoping I'd ask, or what didn't I ask you that you definitely want to share? I think we covered a lot of good. I don't uh, I don't have anything right now relative that I would that I'm dying to share. Um, we just reiterations. Maybe it's just seek mentorship. Find people who have done this before. They've hit in roadblocks brick walls, really expensive mistakes. You'll learn from experience or advice. Take the advice route. It's better. (laughs) Uh, It's just less painful and less expensive usually. And then from a business growth perspective, if there's business owners, it's like really thinking about that question, right? Like if I'm in front of all these competitors and and all my prospects, what am I really going to say that that is scroll stopping, you know, scroll stop worthy? Like how do I get people to listen to me and understand what we really want to deliver and the passion behind that. And then what am I willing to offer and value that no one else is? Because if you lead with value, you know, people will pay attention to you because nobody's doing that. I mean, it's still marketing one-on-one. Like how do you stick out above the crowd? That's what marketing is for. Yeah. If no one else is offering value and it's a transactional and not a relational environment, be relational. You know what I mean? Like stick out and um, yeah. And I guess just the last offer, like I'm happy to chat with anyone. I know that's a weird, maybe someday I won't be able to, but right now I'm not Joe Rogan or anybody like with 50 million, you know, I, I'm just not. So it's like, I love meeting business owners or people that are trying to grow in life or thinking about it. And, um, yeah, you can email me Tyler at nuclear networking, pretty simple email. So, yeah, it's perfect. That was, uh, that was exactly what I was going to ask. So you, you did that. Just <laughs> smoothly. So the way to reach the re- way to reach Tyler Horsley is at Tyler at nuclear networking.com. Um, reach out, take a look at his website. A um, lot of good wisdom in, in a short few years so far. It's like, 
you know, if you look at your life and you look at where you've been, Tyler, it's like what you've accomplished by your mid thirties. Um, it's sort of like, wow, what's next, you know? So that's kind of exciting, isn't it? It's super exciting and even more exciting. What's next while avoiding all the pain that I've already experienced, like hopefully it could just be fun (laughs) and not, you know, there, there's going to be more speed bumps, I'm sure, but it's, that's more equipped, I think now. I so. think I think it becomes a mindset. Like once you realize there are speed bumps, it's sort of like, well, that was fun. Yeah. Like that was a well, that was a that was a little speed bump. That was cool. Um, got past that one. And and it's not, you know, the the whole thing about about owning a business or building a business or wanting to sell something or offer a service of some kind, it's like it doesn't have to be hard. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean it's not work. It just doesn't have to be hard. And it's really, it takes a really long time to realize that there's a difference. So um, you, you've proven that and you're inviting people to join you, which I'm going to encourage. So uh, check out nuclearnetworking.com. Go to Tyler at nuclearnetworking.com. Uh, go to hello at nuclearnetworking.com to drop a line that says, um, I want to learn more, right? So sure. all of that. All yep, of that. absolutely. Cool, cool. Um, that's fabulous. Thank you. I, uh, you know, when I start with people, I'll like what I get is a bio and um, you were somebody I definitely wanted to meet. You've got a lot of wisdom, a lot of experience behind you already. and. Um, really believe in your message. I do. I believe in your message and, and the path you've taken. So thank you, Tyler Horsley for being with us today. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Thank you. Yeah. Good stuff. All right. Well, this is one sharp sword cutting through to what matters most with me today, Tyler Horsley of nuclearnetworking.com. Check him out. I'm Dr. P Dr. Wayne Purnell the Exponential Success Coach, and we will see you here next time. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for listening to One Sharp Sword, cutting through to what matters most with your host, Dr. P, Dr. Wayne Purnell, the Breakthrough Success Coach and your powerful presence mentor.